Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, we're catching up with our friends from Murfreesboro City Schools. We have uh, Director of Schools Trey Duke in studio with us, along with Tori Carr, and a lot to talk about. But one thing's for sure, school's out for winter break. <laughs> yes. School's yes. out. This is, the, this, is the, this is everyone's favorite time of the year, right? <laughs> Two weeks of uh, relaxing at home with the family, maybe visiting friends. But we've had a great first semester. We've worked really hard, and it's exciting to be it's hard to believe already at the end of the first semester, but definitely a well-earned break by our students and our teachers and employees for sure. Doesn't it go by quickly? It really does. And this first semester always feels like a short semester, uh, but this one I think particularly has felt like it's gone by very quickly. But we're glad to be here. Like I said, a well-deserved break and uh, already looking forward to a great second semester when that time comes. Well, um, that's just going to be uh, right around the corner. We're going to talk about several things, the calendar, some uh, maybe some rezoning that uh, is coming up as well. But, um, Trey, tell me about the, this first semester. It, it's definitely had its its ups and downs in terms of, of dealing with COVID-19 and all, but um, you, you've been able to get through it, and I guess last year's experience certainly helped with that, didn't it? Yeah, it did help us a lot. And, of course, last year we were uh, – it's taking that whole first, that whole year last year of figuring out how to hold school during a pandemic. Coming back this year, we thought last summer that when we came back that we would be in a much different place. Obviously, we weren't. And so we still had a lot of COVID mitigation protocols in place um, as this first semester has gone on. But, you know, our students and our teachers are amazingly resilient. They are very good at what they do. And we really just kind of roll with it. And now we know how to handle this. We know how to better protect our students, how to better protect our employees. Uh, we quarantined a lot fewer students this year, even as numbers in our community went up higher than we saw last year. And we feel really good about where we were. And so it was a, a difficult semester at times, but our kids had a fantastic attitude about it. Our teachers just kind of said, this is what we got to do to get done. And we've kept more kids in school. We've kept our doors open since day one. We haven't had to close down at all this first semester. So that was great. And we're just looking forward to a second semester that really is more steps toward a more normal school year. I think we've learned that, um, you know, we went through the summer and things seemed like, you know, hey, it's going to be better, open up, back to normal. It was was some of the uh, uh, language that was thrown around. And then all of a sudden, the, the curveball of, of, of August. And, and there were a few things we had to, to figure out and get through. But the fact that you went to school every day, keep getting those kids back in the classroom, that had to be priority one after last year. Absolutely. You know, we know that our students learn best when they're sitting in front of a teacher every day. And so that had to be our priority, not just for our students' education, but for our families. You know, I tell people all the time, I'm a working dad, my wife is a working mom. You know, we know our families depend on schools being open as well. Our families depend on our schools being a place where their children can go during the day to get what those students need so our parents can go and do what they need. So that was our priority. We worked really hard with that. And again, we were just really proud, especially in late August, early September, when all around us districts were having to close their doors for a day or a week that we didn't have to do that. And we were able to do it. And that really just goes to the hard work of our teachers, the hard work of our administrators, and all of our employees in the school system to know what is it going to take to keep our doors open? Let's do that. It um, it, it really goes 
through all levels from the administrative staff uh, to the school board, teachers and, and administrators at each individual school, cafeteria staff, <laughs> support staff. I mean, uh, everyone was challenged, but stepped up to the plate. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny looking back last year where I think COVID was the number one thing that was on all of our minds. It was still very much on our minds this year, but really we were focused on instruction. So it was, how do we take what we learned last year focus on instruction, focus on educating our kids while making sure those pro those uh, protocols are in place. So um, it was important, but we really we have really made a shift this year to make sure we're focused on educating our kids, which is our obviously our number one goal. No, certainly. I was going to add too. just um, I think we've said throughout the whole time, you know, our kids are so adaptable. Mm -hmm. And Brian, you touched on all the support areas too. And so like Dr. Duke said, you know, our main goal was instruction. So let's focus on that. And I think having that main goal allowed every area of support to focus in on that and adapt to the students' needs as well. It's been, I think it's been phenomenal it's to see. It's been a great semester. <laughs> It really has been. I, I noticed uh, in some conversations with, with Lisa, you know, she would say, um, I need to maybe Zoom today because I'm going out to such and such school to help serve, you yeah. know, the cafeteria. <laughs> I will say Lisa and I spent a lot of time in the cafeterias, in classrooms, and that's something that our uh, district has really done a great job with. Um, anytime a school needs help, I think we're all willing to jump in, help, if that's serving, if that's picking up all the kids trash that's opening all their milk cartons um i can say we have all done it and and it's really what's allowed us to keep schools open yes. right and that's it is knowing that it's not just about the staff in that school but who in our district can we pull together to make sure we can do this for the community so you know like i said it, our our kids have been so resilient and when you walk in our schools and you walk through our classrooms it's very clear that even though I think we will live for a long time with COVID on the mind. It has not been something that's dominated our thought process. It's just been about doing school and doing it really, really well while keeping our staff and our students safe. I want to give a tip of the cap as well to all those bus drivers. And, and yes. you know, mm -hmm. that, what a tough job and, and driving those buses around and getting the kiddos there. And so uh, a well-deserved and well-earned break for everybody from that. But that uh, doesn't mean that there's not a thought about what's coming up next semester and uh, a lot of cool things. And if I if I recall correctly, aren't we coming up on close to your one-year uh, anniversary <laughs> here? Yes, it's been a very fast and furious year. So March 1st will be the one-year anniversary from when I took over. And, man, it's just been so great. You know, spending the last two years prior to this at Salem Elementary as principal there and seeing the district from that perspective and, and getting to know up close and personal what is, makes Murfreesboro City such a great place to raise a family and a great place to educate kids and the faculty that is so just bought into doing what's best for kids and then march 1st like i said will be one year in the director's role and i think we've done a lot of great things we still have a lot of great things left to do we're a growing city and um that always brings with it some challenges but at the same time we're known for keeping kids at the center of our work and we're committed to doing that one of those challenges that uh, we spoke about last time lisa was able to be with us is some possible rezoning and and looking at that and um, I, i'm sure that that's that's a, a constant looking to see where where your growth is happening how you can you know move kids around to make sure that they have the best classroom uh, space possible to learn 
it is a challenge and rezoning is something that you know may not be fun for anyone to go through but unfortunately it's one of the things that we always have to keep in mind in a community like Murphy's world that is growing and, and that's a good thing growth is great for our community um it's a, a signal that people want to be here uh, one of the reasons is because of our excellent education system that we offer to our residents here in Murfreesboro City. Uh, but that is something we're gonna, be, we're gonna be looking at really closely come January as the, the school calendar uh, moves on to second semester. So we'll be working with our board beginning the early part of January to look at some options. What we do know is on the west side of town is where we're experiencing a lot of growth and it just takes a quick car ride down Veterans <laughs> Parkway to see that. Uh, we know that's where our newest schools are, but it's also where our largest schools are. So we do have to relieve some overcrowding there, and that is going to have somewhat of a ripple effect through several schools in our community. But, you know, we really want to make sure we give parents lots of time to plan. So we're going to be taking that up in January, uh, working January and February through that. And our goal is to have uh, make sure all of our families know by the end of February if their school is being rezoned. Uh, how do we minimize that to really only have to rezone those areas that make sense, that still keeps it convenient for our families, um, and give them time to plan accordingly? What we know is that all of our schools are excellent schools, and so even if a family does have to adjust and, and move to a different school, that they know they're going into uh, a great building with great administration, great faculty, great support staff, ready to welcome them. And I think giving them that, you know, several months before school even lets out I think that gives parents a great opportunity to drive by the school you know we say it with our kindergartners but I think we should say it with those um, students who are moving to a new zone drive by your school just get to know it maybe reach out to your principal you can have a conversation to get to know them and really get to be a part of that new school community as well so the thought Dr. Duke is that uh, this would take effect with the uh, 20 start of the 2022-23 school year? That is correct. Okay. Yeah, and we'll make sure we keep parents informed all the way through. So as we have meetings with the board, we will also have specific parent input meetings throughout January and probably the beginning of February. So they can hear what we're thinking, they can see the possible plans, and then also provide feedback. Because uh, we do want to hear from our parent families. We want to hear how is this going to impact you? And how do we make a decision that uh, may not be perfect, but is definitely the best choice we can make? You mentioned the schools in uh, western portions of the, uh, the city, but you also said ripple effects. So, you know, in order to alleviate overcrowding there, you're going to have to maybe shift some to schools and the south part of the county and so do you have any idea of um, the schools right now that you're looking to help alleviate some of the overcrowding well we definitely want to eliminate some of the overcrowding at overall at salem and scales is right at capacity so those three schools are very close to each other obviously all on the west side of town that's where we're hoping to have to pull some kids out of um, and then again we'll work with our board on what are the best options of where to shift those students again so it makes sense for families you know, we want to still try and keep it as close to their neighborhoods and where they live as possible. Sure. Um, and this is being done in order to maybe hold off on having to start thinking about construction of a new school <laughs> immediately, but I'm sure that's always in the back of the mind as Absolutely. growth continues. Absolutely. And uh, again, the city council has had several conversations uh, regarding some possible land on the west side, uh, including that of the park and, and where a school may fit into that. So 
always that's on our our mind knowing that that west side is where we are seeing lots of growth yeah most certainly uh so that's that's exciting and uh i'm sure you you all do a great job of of communicating to parents so if someone's listening and thinking well i don't want to miss this it's going to be very hard for you to miss (laughs) this if your kid goes to one of these schools maybe affected yes we're going to keep parents informed you know like i said throughout the entire process we uh, don't want anyone taken by a surprise and so this is one of those situations when you're talking about changing where your child goes to school that you want to have plenty of plenty of warning about plenty of notice of things that may be impacted by it so look for that information both from the district level and from the school level everything regarding community input meetings parent input meetings and just when they can expect to hear information but as a general time frame our goal again is by the end of february very beginning of march that we have some real more solid information to give our families and um tori i I saw you had a word document open and you were kind (laughs) of school calendar for 22 uh 23 year yes we are excited the board voted on tuesday um for our 2022 2023 calendar um and you know, it seems so far away, but yet I think just like this, this semester is come and gone so fast, um, it will be here before we know it. And so, you know, school next year will begin. Let's see here. We have our first full day is Monday, August 8th. Um, so that's our first full day. And I was telling Dr. Duca, I always kind of joke, it's always nice when we can say that we start school in August. You know, we've had a July 30th or, uh, start date. I think when we get to say August, everyone's mind just kind of eases. And it's just kind of, you know, school starts in August. That's when everyone is ready, back to school, back to school shopping. So I like that August date. <laughs> yeah, that, as she said, that August uh Eighth is our first full day. We will have a half day for students the Friday beforehand. Let them come in, see their classrooms and all that fun stuff that they get to do to prepare for that first full day. And that first full day is for our first through sixth graders. Kindergarten always is a little different. They phase in as it's their first time in a school building. So they can be looking for that information. But go ahead and mark your calendars for our first half day of Friday, August 5th, and our first full day is Monday, August 9th. Well, that's awesome. I'm sure uh, this is up on the city school's uh, website or will be soon. It, it will, will be, be very soon. soon. <laughs> there you go. It was just approved last week, so yes. we do expect it to come out very soon. Okay, but, well, you know, for planning purposes, we've gotten, I know I've gotten lots of calls of when will fall break be, when will winter break be. So, oh, yes, yeah. it will be on the website very soon, and everyone can start planning out their 2022 year. Well, that is a great hub for you to get information. Cityschools.net uh, online. Dr. Duke, Tori, thanks for coming in today. Thank it's you pleasure. so much. Always a pleasure. Yes. Hope you have a Merry Christmas and Happy Happy New Year, and uh, we'll see you in 2022. Sounds great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks so much. Our friends from Murfreesboro City Schools joining us today on the show. Now, if you missed any part of our program, be sure to check WGNSRadio.com under podcast and Rutherford Issues. You can listen to it there or wherever you listen to audio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Facebook Podcast.